Hey, welcome to the Riding the Wall podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Justin. And we are the soon-to-be tag team champions of the podcast world. Yeah, right that's, back in your face. That's right. It's a guarantee. Um, a lot to talk about this week. A lot. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, just a matter of hours ago. NASCAR handed out the penalties for Hendrick Motorsports with the Hood Louvers and Denny Hamlin for intentionally hitting Chastain. Yeah, just uh, which I have a little bit of problems with both of these penalties, and we're going to get into that um, soon. But um, to go back, you wanted to add something into this podcast—a little, a little section of the podcast about. Um, memories that attract favorite memories that attract or most um, how to say this most thought about most memorable moment at a track and last week we were at Phoenix so let's do that what is your most memorable moment from Phoenix I don't think I have one I think I have nine 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 okay nine wins there for Kevin Harvey oh gotcha gotcha (laughs) I like that but no I mean I was glad to see uh, the closer run up front most of the day like he did. I th- I for surely thought he was going to pull that one out. But again, we have a late race caution. Put the screws to everybody, mostly Kevin Harvick. Yep, but, hit Kevin Harvick. I mean, hard. that's it seems like that's a weekly thing, you know. Every, that late race, race caution. Yeah. We have to end under green-white checkered. Right. I that, don't think I can remember the last time we didn't end there in under a green white checkered no. except for maybe a road course well uh super speedways they do it quite often but they're already bunched up and packed up all the way around the track for the whole race anyway but that just seems to be the the flavor of the sport right now is we have to end under green white caution and i'm not so much a fan of that but it makes for good tv it does that's, it, it that's... makes for excellent ratings and a good exciting finish but it's not fair to the drivers right i think or the crew owners yeah, you know it. Uh, it just well, one of the penalties that Hamlin got today was because of uh, manipulating the outcome of a race, and, and that's why they a championship they said and, and possibly a championship. And in my mind, I think, and you know, some of these late race cautions are legit. You know, I, right. I will I will give them that they are legit. There are a lot of them though that are suspect. I think, you know, I've seen more than my share of cautions on a NASCAR race and they can't find any debris on the track. So what's the caution for? It's it's really it's for no other purpose than to bunch these cars back up, re-rack them and let's have a two-lap shootout because it's good for TV. Right. It makes ratings and I and I get that. But isn't that also altering the yeah. outcome of the event? Yep, absolutely. Because the guy that has built and earned this three or four second lead that he's got, it hey, look, just takes that look away. Look how long it took Harvick to get up there. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, mean he, it was no secret that William Byron and Kyle Larson were dominant all day. Right. All day. And, and nobody could touch Harvick him. Harvick worked his ass off to mm-hmm. get up there. He, mm-hmm. made, he made good decisions. He was patient. He did. Very good decisions. Same, same, same thing with Kyle Larson the week before at... Uh, at Phoenix. No, no, no. Las Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Larson was leading that whole race, and we come down to a green-white checker. Right. And, and he it loses. Yeah. 
even though he earned that he earned that win. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am a Kevin Harvick fan. Anybody that listens to this knows that, but it's not just I'm not just saying this because it happened to Kevin Harvick. You know, it wasn't fair when it happened to Kyle Larson. Yeah, and Harvick started in the back. He worked his way up the whole day, uh, just fighting the car, fighting the track, fighting everybody around him. And it wouldn't it wouldn't have broke my heart. I mean, you know, he's my guy. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have broke my heart if he didn't win because so many people in our fantasy league had Kevin Harvick. I didn't want him to win for the fantasy <laughs> league, but as a true Kevin Harvick fan, it wouldn't. Have, you know, I'd like to see him get that tenth win, and I hope he still does in the fall to championship when. Yeah, I. You know, his retirement year. <clears throat> yes, I'm. I'm in the same boat as you because of the fantasy league. So many people had him, so I was really hoping to see him break a tow link again or catch on fire, hit the wall, whatever, take him out of the race early on so he would finish last place. Just my greediness for the uh, strictly for the for league points. points. Yeah, right. strictly for the league. But, you know, Harvick, I like Harvick. And uh, all these years, I've, I don't root against Harvick. Sometimes I don't root for him, but sometimes I do root for him. So, um, and he really got screwed at Phoenix and I was really hoping take the league out of out of the equation and I was hoping that Harvick was going to win that race right. and I would really right like to see Harvick him. win the championship this year I would too. I don't think he will but I would really love to see it if he's in the final four he's got a damn good chance because he I is think, the man I of Phoenix I think he could do it I think yeah. he could do it Ford had a bad year last year mm-hmm. you know um, there's a couple of them that's really showing their you know, put their chest out this year, and Harvick's one of them. You know, you got, right. I mean, to me, I think the three strongest Fords would probably be Harvick, Blaney, and Logano. Yeah. And I think any one of them three could win the championship this year. Yeah. Especially, you know, if Chevrolet's going to keep using parts they shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, going back to the <clears throat> most memorable moments, I think I have one memorable moment from Phoenix. Um, and that would be the Jeff Gordon, Clint Boyer scuffle in the pits. I, that was. That's was, when Boyer ran to his car hauler, wasn't it? Yeah, Boyer just took him out straight on purpose. Just dumped Gordon. No chance of winning anything. Blatant as could be. And then Gordon, every bit of, what is he, five nothing? Yeah, five foot nothing. He wants to go back here and fight everybody in the pits. Which hey, four foot thirteen. Yeah, he's four foot thirteen. Good for him, you know. Nobody ever really looks at Gordon as being a fighter, but he was done wrong, and he went back here and he was fighting anybody in the way. And here comes Boyer looking for him to to duke it out with him. And now they're on TV together a lot of times. Well, not now since he's moved right. into the upper offices at Hendrick, but uh, but you know, I mean, that's what's. <clears throat> To be a, I think to be a successful NASCAR driver, you got to be that passionate. So yes, I don't have a problem with either one of them guys. No, and I'm all fine. I'm I'm fine. I'm one of those guys that I don't mind seeing some fights in the pits. But you know, I've grown up at the local Saturday night track, and that's just, you know, if there wasn't a fight, either on the track or in the pits, and it Thursday wasn't a good night at Thursday the racetrack. Night thunder on the dirt. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like to see that, and it just makes just keeps it interesting we don't want to see anybody get hurt but you know a good little scuffle makes for a good night and an interesting show next week but uh that's my memorable moment for uh for phoenix now moving on to atlanta you got one for atlanta 
Well, I mean, you go, you know, you got old Atlanta and you got new Atlanta starting last year. True. So, true. I mean, um, no, I don't really have a memorable moment from Atlanta, but I do feel like I think it's going to get more memorable. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, going yeah. forward as fast this, as they've made that track. This uh, track is going to just be one hell of a show. Yeah. Now. And uh, it's going to make for some good racing. Yep. Can't wait to see it. I have one memorable moment that really stands out. I probably have more if I think about it. But one stands out, and that was 2001. The spring race in Atlanta when Kevin Harvick won that race over Jeff Gordon in his third race after in that Dale. ride yeah. after Dale died. So I that mean, one that, really that goes without saying. You yeah, know I mean? that one stands out to me. Yeah. And that's, I was a Harvick fan in his first race, just and I, I knew nothing about the guy. Just because of the seat that he was taking, I wanted to see him do good. So now to see him, what, 23, 24 years later, still at the top of his game, kicking ass yeah, just about a, anywhere you go yeah he's a competitor on you know, any he's, track he's about like kyle bush is wherever they show up at he's a threat to win right even though he's in a ford yeah <laughs> he's a threat to hey win. i'll tell you what <laughs> kevin harvick you know anytime you just even this past weekend at phoenix uh, you know when they before the race started you know the pace cars out there they're taking the cars around on the track and everything like that they're getting they're getting ready to drop the green and you know them commentators. A lot of times they'll go to uh, they'll go to a certain driver, talk to one or two mm-hmm. of them in their yeah. in their headset. And uh, I can't remember if it was Clint Boyer or Danica Patrick dialed up Kevin Harvick and asked him, you know, how how have you done that nine times here? You know, do you think you got a good chance today? And you know that kind of bullshit they usually ask. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know Kevin Harvick. He said this, and he always says this, and I think it's a it's a great line, it's a common sense piece of information. But he says, "You can't drive a slow car fast." That's My true. car's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they say, "How have you done this nine times at Phoenix?" He said, "I've got fast cars." Yeah. You can't drive a slow car fast. Yeah. I mean definitely helps when you got good equipment right you know, you know it, it does come down to the driver too mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you got to be a good will man but yeah. but i think he he nailed it right there you can't drive a slow car fast and i'm, I'm glad you said that about the, it was either boyer or danica patrick dialed him up because i didn't have this on my notes to talk about today but it's something i've been thinking about for the past two weeks danica patrick on tv is just it's making my ears bleed yeah. I really wish. <laughs> I wish she'd Fox quit bringing up IndyCar. <laughs> would get rid of of that commentary. Um, I just not because she's a woman. No, not because she's a woman. It's just she's out here. Well, for one, she's interrupting Clint Boyer and and Mike Joy when they're speaking. They're talking and they're doing their thing, and then she interrupts with whatever it is that she says. Which maybe it's good information, maybe it's not. But I can tell you. Yeah, I could too. <laughs> and then I think, how is how is Danica Patrick going to say anything informative about how to win a race and how to drive around these tracks when every clip that I've seen from Danica Patrick, every race that I've watched, always ends up in her hitting a wall. 
Or so, someone else. Or someone else, and she wants to fight in the pits, which is funny, but um, I just... How can you take advice or listen to that when she's trying to tell you how to do something and do it properly when she it or what she never had was. the results that she's trying to preach you or know when saying? there's an accident she always she's one of the first to point out what their mistake was yeah you know what i mean yeah. and and i get that you know i mean she's she's looking at it from a different view now up in that booth than she was behind that windshield right and that's a big difference but on the same note i mean i think i think part of it is she's good for fans you know uh, honestly, I think that's why Stuart Halls kept her on as long as they did. Cause oh, yeah. She sells merchandise. merchandise. She so, sells merchandise. You know, there's a lot of women that go to them races, and they've got, you know, I mean, a lot of them cheer for, you know, a lot fellow of the, woman. The fellow woman. Right, the fellow yeah. women. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot that cheer for the male drivers as well. But My wife loves Martin Truex. Mine, mine too. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Well, I don't get it. He's in a Toyota. Right, that's I mean, what thing. kind of guy is hot in a Toyota? Right. You know? I mean... Truex, he's, you know, he's 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 not a bad looking dude or nothing like that. But well, yeah, he's got the but, beard. I think is what she likes. She likes the beard. Well, my uh, Lisa, she's a big fan of him because of you know him and his now ex. You know how what everything they went through, and you know he's so sweet and everything like that. And he, he hell, he may be the nicest guy in the world. I'm sure he is incredible. But, but uh, I don't like the guy as a driver. Yeah, I, I, do I too. I, I will say that. I mean when. You know, when he went to Furniture Row in the 78, kind of like, kind of like, hey, this is your last chance to do something, buddy, or you're going to be out of NASCAR, and that and boy did. turned it on. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. no doubt he can drive. Mm -hmm. But, uh... I'd hate to see him go when he does retire, yeah. whether it's this year, next year, or He's whenever. definitely a Hall of Famer, oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, uh, he, he is, he's in a Toyota, and that... That's, that's, that's kind of hard to swallow, but it's, un it's unfortunate. I ain't gonna lie to you either. If NASCAR came to me and said, "Justin, you want to race this year?" But here's the deal: you got to be in a Toyota. I'd probably do it. I'd probably do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd keep my comments to myself. But right. how good's your insurance plan? <laughs> right. You know, that's I got to look at that. You know. Yeah. So, of you got four hundred one k in insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to pick my sponsor. Yeah. There we go. Um, <clears throat> Moving on to something else that uh, we had. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Let's talk about these penalties. Um, as we are recording this, this is Wednesday evening. NASCAR just came out with the Hendrick and Hamlin penalties for this past week from Phoenix. And if you're not aware, um, all four Hendrick cars plus... The colleague car of Justin Haley had illegal hood louvers, which if you don't know what a hood louver is, it is the vent that is on top of the hood, and you sometimes you will see it flapping around there as the cars are going around the track. Um, <clears throat> and what they do is, just like a normal car, the air goes through the grill, goes through the radiator to cool the water, to lower down the... Uh, engine temperature so it cools the car which after the air goes through the radiator it gets normally without the vents it would be trapped in that engine compartment which would in turn heat the help heat the engine so what the louvers do is they are a vent that lets that hot air around that engine out of the car okay which in turn will kind of help keep the car cool it may not keep the car cool but it will help to do that 
and and that hot air being trapped under that hood just basically it just kind of bogs the car down takes uh, weight off your car yeah the less yeah. air you have it under makes there, it the it makes it cut is. through the air a little bit right. uh, faster basically yeah. what us rednecks call a hood scoop right exactly right. exactly <laughs> so <laughs> hendrick found these um louvers to be illegal when they pulled in at phoenix um now i've heard conflicting things i've heard one one report said that they caught these louvers as they were pulling the cars out of the trailers i guess they already knew that they were going to be an issue and it was just something to do with how they fit in the hood and it i guess it was a bigger deal with chevy than it was with ford or toyota um something to do with the shape of the hood i mean you're just cutting a hole in it so i don't know how that is an issue but apparently it was so <clears throat> the hendrick cars i guess they were the most vocal about it hey we need to, to fix this because we're having a problem getting these things in so nascar knew there was an issue but they said do what you need to do but don't mess with the louver okay so fast forward to the track i guess nascar is right there waiting on them as they unload the cars, I'm assuming I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But I did hear one report said that they caught them right as they were pulling them off the trailer, and then I heard another report saying that they caught them right after practice, and then they confiscated all the hood louvers on all of the Hendrick cars and um, the Justin, Justin Haley, Haley car, colleague. Yep. Yes, the 31 car. Um, which baffles me because only one colleague car got it. Justin Haley got it. Almondinger did not. So why is there a difference? Why was there a difference there? I don't know. Maybe that'll come to light later. But um, so that was the big story of the weekend was these hood louvers on Hendrix. Might so, have been because uh, Dinger went out with a wreck. Could you have know, been. Could, it wasn't going to affect his end result anyway since he didn't finish the race. <clears throat> true so nascar brings down the punishments today which they are heavy they're very heavy um the most it's a historic penalty because it is the biggest penalty levied to one team at one time all four crew chiefs actually it would be five crew chiefs with the collard car all four Hendrick crew chiefs and the Collard crew chief got suspended for four races and fined $100,000 apiece. The owner points for each car, they got hit with a 100 owner point penalty. And, and this is the part that I have issue with, and we'll talk about that, each driver of one of the cars that was in question got... 100 driver points docked and 10 if they make the playoffs and yes correct 10 and points. 10 playoff points if that car makes the playoffs which, which we know byron already has so he's right. going to go so in he's negative 10 already going to go ahead 10 down so here's my issue with that i'm fine because nascar said right right out of the gate with this new car last year year before when they were creating this car you're not going to touch the body Nothing on this body is going to be touched unless we approve it. Okay, they're trying to level the playing field for everybody, and I understand that, and I'm all for that. Yeah. Totally agree 100%. If you touch it, the fines will be heavy. I'm good with that. So we get to Phoenix, 
and they see these louvers and they confiscate them before qualifying okay now I'm good with the penalties of the crew chiefs the hundred thousand dollars the four weeks and the owner points I'm okay with all that because this car came to the track illegal okay I have an issue with the drivers getting docked points just because those parts were made legal before qualifying and they were made legal before the race so there was not an illegal part that played a part in Byron or Larson dominating this race right so it had no bearing these parts had no bearing on the race on the outcome or the whole the whole race in general and the outcome so an illegal part was not in play so therefore I don't have I don't know why NASCAR would dock the drivers. Well, I mean, I, I don't really understand that either. But you look at last year, uh, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin finished first and second. What mm -hmm. race was that? Uh, Pocono. Pocono. Yes. And I think it was like their splitter. They're, they're on the front of the car. It was... It had some tape underneath the wrap or something like that. Right. Just a two-inch wide. Right. But to me, if you, if you pass pre-race inspection... Now, I know you can adjust things in the pits and stuff like that, but they've also got NASCAR officials out there in the pit boxes watching things. Right. So, if you, you know, how are you going to pass a car pre-race for a body modification and fail them on a post-race? Right. You know, it's, uh, I don't really... Understand. I think there should be no pre-race inspection, really. I mean, it's either one or one, either before or after the race. Well, I mean, I, I mean, think there should be for engine modifications, stuff like that. You know, I mean, it, you you got the, uh, what's the DVP, the damage vehicle policy. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, they got the five, six minutes, whatever it is to work on it. Right. Um, you know, those, and there's always, an, there's always a NASCAR official there standing over their shoulder, though. Mm -hmm. At least now, one. Now, they could swap a part out. Now, I could change things inside that part in my garage before it gets added or yeah. swapped out. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I, I get having a post-race. So, my thing is, though, is those bodies. I mean, you're, no team is allowed to... you got to run you, what they give you. Right, yes. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to body modifications, unless my car got slammed into the wall and I'm out there driving with a new right front fender on there right you know then, we, then yeah go ahead and take it you yeah. know what I'm saying mm -hmm. but uh, I th there's there's obviously a lot that goes on that we don't know about oh yeah but that's a uh, that's a pretty stiff hit for that the... that is a stiff hit um, and like I said I just I don't think the drivers deserve that now if those illegal louvers were on even in qualifying, and they changed them between qualifying and the race, I could still understand the driver deductions, the driver points penalty. I don't understand it because everything was caught before competition. So that way there was no illegal parts during the competition. You know what I mean? That's why I'm, I'm okay with the crew chiefs, the owner points, all that. 
I'm okay with that part of the penalty well, because I think that's deserved. The crew chiefs know everything about this car. If as they don't, they built. should. Now, right. now, I feel the same way on the driver points. I don't think that should happen because some of these drivers just ain't the 80s and 90s. Yeah, these the drivers 70s, aren't these working drivers on these cars. don't do anything on these cars. They you show know, up some, to drive. Some might, for all I know. But, a, yeah. you know, they, their plane arrives Sunday morning, they jump in the car, and they go. And you know? <laughs> even back in the day when these drivers didn't work on the cars, at least the crew chief said, hey, uh, you know this this part on your car is illegal. If you know if you're gonna win, you might want to dent that up a little bit before we get to the post race yeah. inspection. As soon as you, you know, cross the finish like line, that. put it in the wall. Yeah, you know <laughs> when you're doing a burnout, accidentally hit the wall. You know so so that way they wouldn't catch the illegal part. But at least the driver knew about it. And a lot of times, especially now, they don't know because the driver just shows up to drive the car and that's it. And a lot of times, what they don't know won't hurt them. You know, you know? Ty Gibbs was probably at recess whenever. His team was making adjustments <laughs> to his car, you know. Taking a nap in kindergarten. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I think the – I agree with you there. I think the driver points should be left alone because them guys just go out there to drive. That's their job. Yeah. You know. And and it wasn't on the car during the race. Now, with, with going back to the Hamlin, Kyle Busch at Pocono, that was – that alter, alter – I was getting ready to say altercation. Alteration. The, the alteration to their car was on the car during the race. Right. Now, no matter how silly it is, a piece of tape under the wrap, I think that's got to be one of the most silliest things because my mind just can't comprehend how that would be an advantage. Maybe it was. I mean, they did finish 1-2. Maybe it was an advantage, but but nonetheless, it was an alter, alteration. Yeah. <laughs> and And it was on the car during the race, so... No matter, I didn't really agree with it, but I can yeah, see I can see why they got to points. Well, and, and they they have to. I think they have to be very. Um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. They have to be heavy-handed with these. Right, uh, they do. You know, I mean, these penalties. I, they're they're trying something with this next-gen <laughs> car, and they're trying to make it work. They're forcing it down their throats, and I, you have to be heavy-handed with it because if not, you're gonna you're gonna have a team out there that's going to do something they're not going to get penalized for it and then the next week three teams are going to come out there with something else and they're going to say when they get caught well you didn't do nothing to jim bob over here right you know so i mean you you got to keep it yeah firm and fair yes you know and that's and that's why i'm not i'm not saying that these these penalties for the crew chiefs and owners are not too severe i'm i'm perfectly fine with that you know especially if you want to have a if you want to rule with a heavy fist that's okay you know as long as you're doing it fairly and they have been so far from what i can tell um but i just i just don't like that the drivers got hit with it i just don't think that's fair to the drivers and and you know some of these well i'll just leave that there you know i'm a fan of some of these drivers and i'm not a fan of some of these drivers but i think across the board that doesn't really have anything to do with it. Across the board, none of these drivers should have got hit with any points. So, we, what's your uh, what's your feelings on the Hamlin Chastain penalty? Well, Hamlin penalty, but the Hamlin Chastain incident. My take on that is, I think it's a bunch of crap. To be honest with you, now, did Denny Hamlin do something stupid? Yes, he did something very stupid. And I'm not talking about the wreck in the race. I'm talking about admitting but it he the did, next day. You know, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan. He's probably 
Well, he's about the middle of the pack for me. He's, he's you know? about number 37 and 38 for me. But <laughs> <laughs> I think the only person behind him might be Joe Lugano. Lugano but, um, I think it's Bubba for me right now after after what Bubba did last year. I, I was starting to gain. Oh, no, last year at, at, well, two years ago in the garage and then right. last, last year, year at Vegas Larson. with Larson. Right. I was just starting yeah, to get a little true. bit of respect for him since the garage incident. And then he did that with Larson. I just totally lost all respect well, that's true. Yeah, for him for him that. Up. Now, I mean, he can build that respect back. Just depends on what he does on the on the but, track. But well, going back to what I was saying, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of Hamlin. He's all, all the respect in the world as a driver. Mm-hmm. You know, he's good. But uh, I think I'll take up for him in this sense. In this instance, is he did what any passionate race car driver would have done period yeah and like i said the only mistake he made was admitting that he did it on his podcast which shouldn't you shouldn't be penalized for saying it then shouldn't be penalized for telling the truth i mean i've raised my kids you get rewarded for telling the truth it don't matter how bad it is that whatever you did doesn't matter how bad it was just tell me the truth and we'll get through it you know i'm not going to punish you for telling the truth so just don't, doesn't don't make my parenting correct, road. but you know, <laughs> it it. <laughs> but I feel like this is is punishing someone for being honest. You know, I mean, how many times did we see Chastain hit Denny Hamlin last year? Two or three that I can remember. Um, well, I mean, we've seen Hamlin intentionally and we've hit. Seen, we've Elliot. seen. We've. Yeah, we've seen Hamlin hit a few people on we've purpose. We've seen Elliot intentionally stop Harvick. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we've seen it with our own eyes. And I was yelling for Harvick to dump him, wreck him on purpose. You know, I, I mean, mean, we you you see that that's part. You that's know, part I mean, of that's part of the car, beauty of the sport. Them cars ain't out there on a rail just going right. around the track. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there there comes drama with racing. You know, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it, you have to. When you get the best of the best, you've got split seconds, microseconds a, a to, make a deci- to make that decision. Yeah. And if it comes down to a win, I mean, and I'm not even talking about the money. I'm not even talking about the prize. I'm talking Are about. You talking the, about the trophy girl? Yeah. Okay. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Right. I mean, you seen them monster en- energy girls? I've seen a few. But, you know, I mean, this goes just down to being a being a race car driver you're out right. there and you want to win that's just your instinct that's right. why you're there exactly that's what got them there yeah so i and when i seen it on the race it didn't look intentional it looked like we're in a two-lap shootout stuff is going on all over the track i mean right up front you had blaney pushing larson out of the way trying to push him out of the way you had all kinds of stuff going on. It looked on. like Chastain came down on him to me in real time because that wall was going to come in. Yeah, that wall, it doesn't, it doesn't, There's it's no, not it's, like it's round. It's not a smooth it was, transition. Right, it was, know? it was. And that's, that's what it looked there. like to me. Like that wall was, I mean, it was right there at that point of the track where that wall was coming in and it looked like to me that Chastain came down on him. Yes. And, and also, from Denny's perspective, it looked like he just took two tires in that pit stop. A lot of these guys took four. <clears throat> Those guys with the four tires are going to be running harder 
than he is. They're going to hold right. their their car is going to hold around them turns better than his are. And he knew that. He even said he knew that. That's kind of obvious if you've been following the sport for any period of time. But so it's a two lap shootout. He's got to do. He's got to run that car as hard as he can just to keep up at that point. So it looked to me like he just ran that car in that turn a little bit hard just to hold his position or not as not lose as many right you know to get a decent I don't finish. think Hamlin did nothing wrong period. it didn't look like he did to anything me, wrong to me I don't I don't feel Even, like he did if he did I'd be the first one screaming about it you know yeah because and and to me now except like you said admitting it <laughs> admitting it is the problem even Bubba did not do that when right. he hit Larson he said his brakes went out. His steering wasn't working. You know, you throw any excuse out there that you can because you don't want to admit that you wrecked somebody on purpose. That's just... If you, there if there's an ultimate sin in racing at any level, it's that. Admitting that you did it on purpose because it just it's just a black eye to you and your character. Um, but by that same well, token... Well, you're going to affect the whole team. Right, I not mean just, these guys. You're not just affecting yourself as a driver; you're affecting your whole team. Yes, and and it's like Hamlin said; he knew he was going to lose a lot of spots. He just knew it, just the way everything played out and the tire situation. He knew he was going to go back to. I think he was running like sixth at the time, but he knew he was going to finish like fifteenth. And he just seen an opportunity to take Chastain with him without wrecking any of the other people in the field. Which hey, props for that, you know. Most of the time, other people get collected in it, but he could just pin Chastain up against the wall and drag him back with him. But uh, it didn't quite happen like that. But I'm I'm kind of on Hamlin's side with this one. How how many uh, last season at Martinsville? How many people? How many drivers' cars did Chastain touch when he was riding the wall to make that finish? I think he touched two. Right. At so, the finish line, he hit I mean, Kozlowski in the tail, and he probably side-bumped Hamlin on the way by. <laughs> right. So, so, I mean, it, it wasn't done intentionally. I mean, he was hitting the wall intentionally. Yeah. You know, that goes without saying. But, you know, he also threw caution into the wind right. when he did that move. Just, I think it was an awesome move. I think I it was, was an incredible move. I'm not a fan of it, but to see it to, and... For somebody to have that that instinct to do something like yeah. that in the last minute to think about that and no one I mean, what's it gonna hurt right you know, because they're already out of the the final four at that point so or the championship four so what's it gonna hurt to yeah. come up with that split second just coming out of turn two right i mean, I mean to I me it was like that. this is a hungry young driver mm-hmm. that did what he had to do to get his car in that championship and he made he it work it. and he done it mm-hmm. and even even hamlin stood out in the pits leaned up against his car that day like what the hell just happened? He right. didn't even he couldn't even complain about it. He yeah. didn't like it. But I, have, I think everybody compl- was in awe at the time, right. even Ross himself. Was. Right. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, when when he did something like that, I know he didn't intentionally hit them two or three cars as he went by them, but he still made contact with them and threw caution into the wind. Whereas Hamlin, the only difference was Hamlin admitted it. Right, and that's you know if that's Chastain if Chastain would have said last year. Well, I didn't care who I hit when I went around there. I just went for it. Yeah. He probably would have got the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. And in case I didn't mention it, the penalty for Hamlin admitting that he did something like that on purpose was a $50,000 fine and 25 driver points 
Now, here's my issue with these. He admitted that he wrecked him on purpose, which in my mind, it's not wrong because he's being honest. It's just one of those racing sins that you don't commit. You know that. You know that when you climb out of the car. You don't tell anybody that you hit somebody on purpose. Even It doesn't matter how obvious it is. You don't say it. Um, because then you just look like a demolition derby driver. You have no care for your car or your team or your finish. So that's why you don't say it. Um, I feel like if it was that big of an issue, NASCAR should have, if it was that obvious that NASCAR is going to levy a penalty for that, it should have been called race day. At the moment. At the moment. Hey, you took him out. It's going to be a penalty. We're going to discuss it for a couple of days. You'll find out the penalty on Wednesday. If they set it during the race and then levy this penalty, that's fine. They said nothing about it on race day. They didn't say nothing about it until Hamlin admitted it two days later, which, which me and you were talking right before we went on the air. It's like spanking your kid five days after they did something bad. Right. Well, that's that's not how you do it. That's right. not It's not right. That's why I have an issue with that. It should have been levied on race day and which another thing for me is they said it was um what was the words that they used manipulating the outcome of an event and again we were talking before we went on the air isn't that what nascar does when they throw these late race cautions and there's no debris on the track Yep, nothing found. Uh, they're they're throwing a caution. Sometimes, sometimes they're throwing a caution. Sometimes it's legit. Sometimes it's legit, and I'm I'm all for that with being legit, you know. Um, but sometimes these drivers will get a four or five second lead, like Larson had last week at Las Vegas, like Harvick had this week at Phoenix. That just doesn't make for good TV, so they have to throw that caution out there for good TV ratings, and that's the only reason they're doing it. People are going to turn away from the end of this race if just because Kevin Harvick has a four-second lead and the race is over. They don't want to do that, so they throw a caution, which makes for good TV, keep people tuned in, but they're authoring the end of this race. They're authoring the championship outcome, outcome because Harvick would have won that race. There's no doubt about right. that. Everybody was saying that. Even I mean, everybody knew. Even Byron and Larson. Even Byron and Larson. They couldn't catch him. Nobody catch him. Right. He passed Larson and made it look easy. And nobody could pass on that track all day. I mean, clean air made the 100% difference at yeah. that track. And, you know, and passed. when Harvick got out there finally to the clean air, he, was he dominated. He checked out. Same with Larson and Byron. Byron, when, when they were in the clean air, they dominated. And that's why they were racing so hard on these restarts, because they knew they had to get out front of the other one. Right. Because once they got out front, they could check out. And, but, you know, just like you said, it, it, it does affect the outcome of the race because when you've got one Stuart, one Stuart Haas car in that top 10, but you got four Hendrick cars in that top 10, and a caution comes out, I'm sorry, that Stuart Haas car is done. You know yep. what I'm saying? You get yeah. a four-man team up here. You know, I think Josh Berry was in nice. You and know? he finished 10th, yeah. Right, but at the time of the restart... Or the caution, he was in ninth. So you had all four Hendrick cars up there in the top ten. I mean, they're close enough together. They're going to push one of their own to get that win. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Stuart and uh, Harvick sitting up there 
just watching him go by because he ain't got. I mean, he had who who was up there? Uh, Blaney. Uh, Blaney was up there. Yeah, there was only one or two other forwards in the top ten. You know. Yeah. And you know those guys will stick together, but he was a sitting duck when them boys came. Yeah, and he knew he had a long, a long green flag. Car. Car. He, he had a long he run good car. On restarts. He couldn't do a, a ten or fifteen lap shootout. He was ready for a thirty lap shootout. Right. You know, and then he was going to dominate. And it, you, know, you got a two lap shootout, so he knew he was a sitting duck at that point. As soon as that caution came out, he knew he was done. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I mean, I think, in all honesty, it does it does make for exciting TV. Yeah, I see why they do but, it, but I just don't but know why you're, they're you're shortening the careers of these drivers by doing that because if I'm in a car every weekend I'm eventually when I when you know if I lose hell even one race because of something like that you know if it's legit that's fine Mm -hmm. but if NASCAR can you know if they didn't find nothing or if they found a you know piece of trash on the on the track you know debris I'm going to have a problem with that. Yeah, a you hot know? dog wrapper. Right. You know, sitting by the infield. Right. So I, I'm going to have a problem with that if I just lost a win, something I busted my ass all and, all week to do, and you're going to you're going to do me like that. Right. And and they're these gonna, they're drivers' walk careers away. are based on their wins. You know, if you're not winning, you're not going to be in that seat very long. Right. You know, that's just well, I mean, that's just you, the sport. You know, I mean, you're just mentally going to get tired of it too True. you know i mean it's going to take a toll on anybody you know yeah. if if you and i went to work every day and we busted our tails to do what our companies want us to do mm-hmm. and at the end of the day they said oh never mind screw it we didn't even need that you know yeah it's going to be just a minute before i head out the door right you know right so. i agree with that but that's my take on the hendrick penalties the hamlin penalties and with this little Chastain Hamlin feud, I like it. Um, I I kind of I'm kind of on Hamlin's side with this feud. Um, I don't know why. I I just I think maybe it was just what won me over for Hamlin to be on his side was at uh, where were they racing at? Uh, might have been Worldwide Technologies Raceway last it's year. It's hard when to say because they, they they hit three or four different races. Yeah, I think it was five and or it was, six. It was when uh, Chastain was behind Hamlin, and Hamlin was just hitting everybody on the track. He couldn't keep his car in line, but he hit Hamlin. He hit Elliott, and both of them were just messing with him. They were you know they were blocking him, and Hamlin was blocking him so bad it looked like they were doing thirty miles an hour on the track, and Chastain would not pass him. He was scared to pass him, so I'm like, "Well, Hamlin's just calling you out right there, and you're not doing nothing about it." So yeah, get in front of me, boy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Go ahead, try to. You gonna pass me on the outside? You gonna pass me on the inside? I'm ready to hit you either way. So that kind of won me over on Hamlin's side, just just that instance alone. So, but they say they talked about it after the race this weekend. Things should be died down. We'll see how that I goes. Don't think, I, I don't think you'll see that one die down for a while. But, no, it's not. I just think know, a Chastain's driving style Chastain's, will not allow it to Chastain's die down. Chastain's just, he's naturally aggressive. He's Anybody aggr- that watches NASCAR can tell yeah. that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it gets you in trouble sometimes. Right. Well, I mean. If and you're it got him in trouble with Hamlin. If you're going to be that aggressive, expect everybody else to be that aggressive back. Right. 
Period. Even people that are normally not aggressive, right. like Chase Elliott. Right. You know, <laughs> he was looking I mean, to tag him last we, year, too. You know, so. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, if that's, if that's how you want to race, and Chad, you and I have been friends for most of our lives, mm-hmm. probably more years than not. I mean, if you and I are driving for two separate teams out there on that NASCAR track, and you keep dumping me, you keep dumping me, you keep dumping me. It's I gonna, have to it, know it's coming right, at some point. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, so... <laughs> I mean, it's that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's just... You know, it's uh, nothing personal. Monday through Saturday, hell, we'll drink beer. Yeah. We'll party with old cornhole. We'll do we'll do whatever you want to do. Uh-huh. But on Sunday, I'll probably dump your ass. It's all business. You know I mean? And you'd do the same to me. Oh, right. I'd dump my mom if I could win a race. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hide that. <laughs> I've done worse. <laughs> and it wasn't for a win. It was just I was mad. You so. know, that... that, that, that. <laughs> I'm going to dump my mom. That sounds like a Kentucky line there. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like something Donovan would say. (laughs) Maybe that'd be the next next episode, dump my mom. Yeah, I dump my mom. (laughs) Tony, Tony, he lives down there in Kentucky too, but... uh, what he, part he, of Kentucky? Because there's a difference here. No, what part no, of Kentucky? No, it's, there's a difference. He, yeah. You got the city, and then you got the rest of the state. He lives in the rural part, but okay. Tony's Tony's so, from Indiana. He lives in the blue part. Yeah, Tony's okay. from Indiana. Right. So I can't. I ain't gonna knock him too hard. I'm not gonna he's, dog on Tony. I like he, Tony. He's not a tried and true Kentuckian. Right. He's just yeah. You know, but yeah, dump my mom. That sounds like a Kentucky <laughs> episode there. <laughs> But the way my mom drives, she'd probably end up dumping me if we were on the racetrack. Um, so I had a few other things that we were going to talk about that I had written down here. Which, what are your thoughts on these Formula One guys coming to NASCAR? We got this Jordan Taylor, who's going to sub for Chase Elliott on the road courses. Um, this Jansen Button, which he's going to race. I don't. I don't remember which car it was. Well, I, this, I'd heard it. This ain't nothing new, you know. Right. It's past not nothing ten new. Ten years. It, it seems, seems like. But uh, but over the past ten years, you've had one here and there. Right. It seems like this year and last year there there's a good handful. Yeah. There's more and more coming because we're up to seven road courses now. I think. You know. But I'm not a fan <clears> of. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of Indy car drivers coming into NASCAR just for these road courses because. It hasn't panned out. You know what right. I'm saying? It's it's never been like, oh, uh, you know, the guy sitting in the number 38, you know, IndyCar driver ABC mm-hmm. won the race today because he come over and subbed for this team. You know, it's never happened. It's right. not, it's not, you know, uh, what's that Boris guy? Uh, Boris said. Boris said, mm-hmm. you know, great driver. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking nothing away from their ability, but... Stock cars, NASCARs, are different than Indy cars. You know, I yeah. mean, it, it, some of the courses they have are fenders. the same. Right. Yeah. You know, the I mean, <clears throat> horsepower is different. Uh, pickup and let off is different. Aerodynamic is different. There's a lot that's different. NASCAR uses, you know, stock cars uses other cars to help take a turn, slow down. You know, they, right. they side smack and they to hit. Me, to me, if I'm, let's just say I'm a... I'm a tried and true, legendary short track driver. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your. I've you're been, a ringer. I've been doing it for 15 years. Right. 
and I go to a road course in NASCAR and you're going to pull me out to put somebody else in it, I'm going to have a problem with it. Right. You know, because that's part of my season. Yeah. You know, give me the chance. Uh, this is my seat. I earned this seat. I get paid to drive this car. I'm not letting IndyCar Carl come in here and take my ride for the weekend. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to another one. I, I feel the same way about that. I'm not a fan of these Formula One guys coming to NASCAR. Maybe, like, even Travis Pastrana doing the Daytona 500. It's like, Why? You're only going to do one race. All these other guys are out there for the entire season. You know, this this is their points. This is their payoff. This is their, their starting at Daytona 500. You're setting yourself up for the playoffs. And everything you do in every race along the way is for that goal. And then you get these guys that are out there just driving around on one race just because they want to give it a shot. Well, well. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not for it, but I can understand why they do it. But. Well, I mean, it goes. It kind of goes both ways too, because you've also got the Indy 500 and the Coca-Cola 600 the same day, right? Yeah, right. So you've had a few people. You know, one of my one of my idols, one of them, Tony Stewart, mm-hmm. that has pulled the double before. I think he's yeah. done it a couple times, right? Hasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Busch has done it. Um, I, I know there's, there's been a handful. Yeah, of there's the been years, a handful yeah. that's done it. But I'm, I'm. That's kind of where I get torn at because one of my drivers, one of my NASCAR guys, is going into IndyCar League doing the same thing that I'm criticizing the IndyCar League guys for coming over and doing. Right. So, but I think they're doing it more for the double than they are for this one in particular race. You know, they're not doing it because NASCAR is going to a circle track. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're right. they're doing it because they want to they want to attempt the double, the yeah. 1,100 miles. They want to be an Iron Man, right? Which I understand that I respect that, and and I probably wouldn't frown on it so much if Formula One guys ran the what is it, the Coca Cola 600, right? If some of them jumped, if in some on the of Coke them 600. jumped in on occasion and tried the double, I'm fine with that. Right, but you're never going to see IndyCar go to Bristol, and they'd be like, oh, they put Bristol on the schedule this year, so Chase Elliott, come over here. Yeah, Kyle come Larson, over here and come drive, over here and drive this. his IndyCar. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I'm just... I, I'm, I would take it personal as a driver. That's, yeah. That's what I'm going to say, and I probably on either side of that. If I was an IndyCar driver, you know, if I chose to live that lifestyle... <laughs> Ricky Booby, Sean Gerard. Yeah, I'm not gonna be the pole sitter, right? So, <laughs> so uh, if I was an IndyCar driver and a NASCAR guy, they invited him over to take my seat for the weekend. I'd probably have an issue with. I'd be it. fussy, yeah. Yeah, but uh, if uh, I know, I'd definitely be that way in NASCAR. And so. back in the day when Boris said was doing it they had two road courses a year and a lot of times their driver was just absolute garbage on a road course so they bring in somebody that could have a respectable finish and a lot of times back then this is back in the day i'm talking about the driver that sat was okay with that because they knew they were absolute garbage on this road course they were just going to stink to show up But nowadays, 
And here's my thing. And and NASCAR nowadays, drivers are the best drivers in the world. They're supposed to be. I guarantee it. Right? Yes. Yes. So don't hire me as a NASCAR driver, even if two of our races this season are on a road course, and I'm garbage at being on a road course. Yes. Because I think if you're in that seat, you should be able to drive any discipline absolutely. whatsoever. Short track, super speedways. You should dirt. be able to race it on dirt, road course. You make this race it, on gravel. Right. It don't matter. Put you it need in to front be of me. I'm going to do it. Right. And and nowadays, I guess, at least they're getting their own cars. Back in the day, the normal guy would sit and they would bring in the ringer, like a Boris said. But nowadays, they're kind of getting their own cars. Well, but you also had the Andretti's in there. True. You know, John Andretti raced NASCAR for mm-hmm. a handful of years. Didn't one of the answers? Was it Al Unser Jr., maybe, race NASCAR for a little bit? I think. I don't remember. That's back in my younger days. I've done a lot of things since then. Right. I slept a few times. And along that line... Marcus Ambrose. Remember him? He, yeah. He was... But he, he actually came in and won. You know? I mean, he yeah. he would win road course races. He he really wouldn't finish worth a shit on a normal... Or your, you know, your what we consider a normal NASCAR race, whether yeah, it be would. a super speedway or a mile and a half or a half mile, you know, <laughs> he, he wouldn't do, do worth the shit on them. But yeah. he'd come out and dominate almost any road course. Yeah, yeah, they knew, you know, right off the gut, right off the bat, he was going to be somebody to right. to deal with. But you know, I, I you know, I, I think AJ, <clears throat> excuse me, AJ Allmendinger is one of them, one of them drivers. That he's out there every week. You know, he, he's at every NASCAR race. He's putting that car in good position. He's fighting. He's calling. He's doing his job every weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, anybody that keeps up in NASCAR knows he's a he's a, he's a a threat on any road course you go to, yep. period. Mm-hmm. But you can't count him out at NASCAR, at your normal NASCAR tracks either. You right. know, he can I pull mean, one out just about anywhere. He's not, he doesn't seem to be terribly consistent. Right. But he could be there at any time. He's not your Chase Elliott. They could no. go to Martinsville or Bristol or Talladega and win, and then right. win at Sonoma, too. Right. You know? But it's, he's a he's a contender yeah. nonetheless, and he's holding his seat. Yeah, he's doing great. I mean, I'm a Dinger fan. so Gotta like the Dinger. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, kind of along those same lines, I heard one day last week, I read a report that said Jonathan Davenport is going to be driving a NASCAR at Bristol Dirt for colleague racing. I think he's going to be in a green and white number 13. Well, I mean, if they, if they want to add a car, Yeah, and that's I'm what I'm saying. A that. lot of times these days they're adding cars for these guys, which is which that's fine. Right. You know, you're if not making got, the normal guys Well, but I, but I also like to see new names and people get that chance. You know what I'm saying? Josh right. Berry, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for josh berry i mean i'm i'm you know it sucks for chase elliott what happened you know right but it happened it happened it was his choice he's living life yeah he is he's living his life Mm -hmm. and you know he made that decision but i'm excited for josh berry to show the nascar world what he can do yeah and and i really felt bad for josh right after the chase elliott news came down because it's like everybody i mean he was right there in these interviews and all Everything that was going on with Hendrick about the nine car, he was right there in it, but everybody was talking like he wasn't even around. Everybody's talking about Chase and this and that. When we get Chase back, blah, blah, blah. And Josh Berry's standing right there. He's listening to all this. I'm like, how does that poor guy 
feel right now. He's just being overlooked well, blatantly. If, if Josh Berry's anything like it, like me, it, that would have just fueled me even fueled more him. to go out and there. And it might have because he finished yeah. 10th at Phoenix. I'm going to so. show you. I'm going to show you some bitches. Yeah. What I can do. I Give mean, me a big uh, fu. Right. Watch this. Yeah, I want to hold see, my beer. Yeah, I want Chase to come back too, but I also want you guys to remember my name. Exactly. You know? So, I'm I'm kind of excited to see Davenport in a, a NASCAR at Bristol. I mean, the dude's amazing in a dirt late model. If you've ever seen him race, he is. I mean, they call him Superman for a reason. He can. He's always up front. The only thing that's going to stop him. He wears his underwear on the outside of his I racing suit. I think he does. I think he does. <laughs> I would. I mean, if they call me well. Superman. They call me Superman. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, you know? I'm wearing my underwear outside my racing suit this weekend, boy. <laughs> but they were asking him about it, and he said, you know, they asked him, what, what, what do you expect by driving this NASCAR around Bristol? He said, well, you know, these, I expect it to handle like an old lead sled because... A NASCAR to, car is 3,500 pounds. He's used to more horsepower, a lot of car. Yeah. I mean, I think a NASCAR and a dirt late model, a dirt late model might have more horsepower it does than a NASCAR. Have. It does have. NASCAR and is supposed probably, to be about 850. And it's probably only 1,500 pounds. Right. Whereas a NASCAR is 3,500 pounds. Right. You never see, even at the Bristol Dirt, you and I have been to that race, you don't see a NASCAR get up on three wheels. No. You know, I mean, you never see it. No. So, and he even said How many a dirt lay model will go around that track five <laughs> seconds faster than a NASCAR. Right. So he's used to making them split second decisions at a faster clip than these NASCAR guys are. So it's 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 he, a weird it's a weird thing because he's gonna have to learn that his car is going slower than what he normally drives. Yeah, he's gonna have to make adjustments. But yeah. he's also gonna have to make adjustments because I can promise you there's gonna be more NASCARs on that track than there was the late model modified. That's true. It'll be about double the cars. Yep. More traffic to maneuver. So. But he is, I would say right now, he's probably the best late model driver going. Even when Larson goes down to late model, Davenport is better. So it should make it interesting. Um, I didn't know if I should announce that because I was really thinking about taking Davenport in this league. Just because. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a dirt ringer. Yeah. I was like, and but, I wouldn't be wasting I wouldn't be wasting a Logano pick or a, a top name. But how pick. many how many of our dirt ringers are dirt experienced drivers? Oh, the dirt ringers haven't done anything on Bristol Dirt yet. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Kyle Bush won last year. I mean yeah. Kyle Bush is a hell of a will man. No matter what. He lucked into it. He was a distant third. The only reason you know, if it you know you and I were there. We were on our feet cheering and everything else. I had Chase Briscoe in that race. Yeah. He was leading. He was going to win that yep. race. And Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick dominated that race most right, of the night. Right. And Tyler Reddick, another very good dirt track driver, was right on Chase Briscoe's tail. Yep. And they were giving it to each other going around this track. Well, Kyle <laughs> Busch just, he just sat there. He, he put himself in a perfect position the whole night. He, yeah. would, he was just waiting for it to happen. That was the experience. Yep. That was the 36-year-old man right there, out there with a couple 20-year-olds, knowing what he was doing. Yeah. You know. Knew what was going to happen. Right. So, I mean, Davenport, no doubt, excellent dirt track driver. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to walk away with it. Yeah, it doesn't equate to, to a good win or a good a, a win or a good finish. Because I've, I think for two years in a row, I've taken either Larson or Chris Bell in that race, 
and neither one of them has ever done anything good. I think they just, they're happy to be on what they know, and they they get excited and they push it too hard, because they know they're the best on dirt. But that might be the problem, too, is they're used to that lighter car, more horsepower on dirt than they right. are a slip. I mean, Chris Bell, he's he's used to these he's, sprint cars. I mean, him and, him and Chris Bell and Larson both are both previous Chili Bowl winners. Yeah. You know, I mean, they know these cars. Oh, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, they know this track. They know dirt. Mm -hmm. They know dirt really well. Yeah. And it's it should be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to do anything good. I hope he does. But, I mean, you can't plan for, especially in a fantasy standpoint, you can't, you can't plan... For who's going to be good this week and who's not, because the well, first I know year, that, the first now, year, the first year, car. <laughs> right? The first year on dirt, we had a dust bowl. It was dry as hell. Oh yeah. Second yeah. year on dirt, we had it, it was, was raining slick all as glass. night. You know that track looked like glass, yeah. and and we had at least what it felt like seven cautions because at it rained. Least, it, at minimum seven. I was yeah. thinking it was more nine or ten. It could have been, but you know you can't even predict. Who you know which dirt drivers are going to be good on it because they're going to have a dry track or a wet track. Right, and that's the beauty of dirt. Right, you adjust. You got to adjust to the track. Yeah, but you know. there's no pit stops either with this race. You that's know, true. so I mean that takes that element takes away from strategy and how much you count on your team to help. Yeah. So I mean, Davenport's definitely a lock on any dirt track you put him on. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely a contender. I just I hope he gets a little bit of practice in that car, on that track. Just, I'm sure he's practicing right now. I'm sure that they're, they're well, NASCAR like, don't allow too much practice. Well, these I mean, days. the kind of money that goes into that that stuff. I mean, I'm not saying he's out there at this moment, but you yeah. know, I'm sure they're not gonna. I'm sure say, he's hitting a simulator. Right here, it's you are a big part of it now. So, what do you got? You got anything written down that you wanted to talk about? No, I don't have anything wrote down. I lost my crown. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some more, but we'll discuss them. I do. I remember a... last a couple weeks ago when we did our last podcast, I had something that I was going to do, and I remembered, I remembered that I had something to say, but I don't remember what that I was. That I was going to say. Okay, I'm glad you do. I I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it again. One of these segments that I wanted to put in this for this year was going to be how much is Joe Gibbs lost this week. Just by making the, the choice to get rid of Kyle Busch and to get Ty Gibbs in the seat and take it week by week. Because when I was younger... You talking about how much money has he lost how much, how much money? pride? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing intentional towards right. Mr. Gibbs there, Coach Gibbs. But <laughs> Coach Gibbs, I smart mean, man, but I'm going to give up gotta, a bunch of money gotta, every week. Yeah, it's, it's got to come with the territory. Yeah, and, and I get it. You know, you want to get your grandson in the seat because he is the future, whereas Kyle Busch is been racing for 20 years so he don't have too many more years left so i get that aspect of it but to push a guy out like that who a lot of people are saying is the goat and we'll discuss that next week but uh, <clears throat> to get rid of somebody like that who's going to finish in the top 10 every week i mean it doesn't matter you see kyle bush spinning out into the infield he's hitting the wall he's spinning out he's cussing his car but by the end of the race he's in the top five right he's just consistent and persistent Whereas Ty Gibbs is just learning to Right, it wasn't so a Ryan Newman or Eric Almirola, somebody that was on their way out anyway, but right. they kind of just fell off. I mean, they're still respectable drivers. Yes. And, you know, 
I'm a big fan of Rocket Man. Yeah. Ron, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, he, towards the end of his career, he, he just, wasn't doing a whole lot. Right. You so know. I mean, it ain't like you took. Right. You're talking that, Kyle freaking Bush. Right. And just pushed him to the side. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, but what I wanted to do, because when I was younger, I remember reading the paper, and the newspaper always had, you know, Dale Earnhardt finished seventh and he won this amount. They had the purse broke down for each position. And I was looking for that, and I can't find it anywhere. And I know NASCAR, I learned that NASCAR has quit publishing the finishing purse for each position so i can't find it anywhere but that's what i was going right. to do that's what i thought they always about had doing. the top 10 in there in the sports section yeah right yeah sometimes sometimes they had the whole field right sometimes third or fourth place would make more than the winner of the race yeah you know I mean. right <laughs> and i wanted i wanted to break it down week by week how much and this is just on finishing position this is this wasn't going to have anything to do with the car got damaged and that that kind of figure amount in that it was just basically based on Kyle Busch finished here, Ty Gibbs finished here, the price payout difference, and just keep that running total for the whole year just to see how much Joe Gibbs lost. Well, but also, would it be a loss if Kyle Busch is making $17 million a year? I'm just talking paycheck talk- to the owner. Right, but, yeah. you know, that salary comes out of the owner's pocket. So, right, So. Right. You know, if I'm paying, but Kyle it's easier Bush, to make that salary if you're making more money right. off of wins. Right. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. That yeah. ain't what this is about. But you know, it's also if you know they keep those salaries quiet too. Right. They don't. They don't talk about that. They don't announce. You know, when uh, oh, who was the football player who got the big contract? Uh, it was just here recently. Oh, that Deshaun Watson over in Cleveland, that quarterback. Okay. He got the highest football contract ever i don't you know, know why i don't either i mean he's <laughs> well for one he's in cleveland right but you know sorry to all of you out there in cleveland well i mean no offense cleveland to you. cleveland's gotten used to being the whipping post of the nfl of all sports they've really. had plenty of time <laughs> they've had plenty of time to get used to it but right you know it's uh it's it's one of them things to where they don't you know when that guy got that contract any any NBA or NFL yeah. star gets a contract anymore they announce immediately how much they're making for this contract per right. year they don't do that with NASCAR and I appreciate that you know that's yeah. their business right it's it's a personal thing you know I mean you sign you sign a a contract at work well you don't want it to that... turn into the NFL either because Deshaun Watson got this big contract now you got. Now you got other people. Now you using got this that. guy saying, "Hey, I'm better than him. <clears throat> right. I deserve more, so I'm not playing right. until I get my money." You know, yeah. NASCAR is not about that. NASCAR is about. I think it's more about the love of the sport than it is the money. Yeah, and that's what I never want NASCAR to go away from. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. That's that was my intention. I thought that was going to be a fun little segment to do, and it would only take a couple of minutes every week. If you could find that. Yeah, if I could find that. And I've looked all over the place. I can't find it. So if any of you out there can find that anywhere, good luck. And if you can find it, share it with us. us. Send it in a link to ridingthewall at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you if you can find that. Um, That's really about all I have to talk about, except for this fantasy league. Yeah, I want to get to this fantasy NASCAR league here. Um. And we've covered this for a few weeks now, so for any of you that are new 
to this welcome we're new to it also so uh, but what we do every week at the end of the podcast is we talk for maybe 10 minutes or so about the fantasy league and we're gonna break down the rules it's a pretty simple game um you pick a driver you pick a car number every week and you're trying to win the race and your finishing order or the finishing position of the person that you have picked like let's say i picked kyle bush uh, this week at Atlanta, and he finishes seventh. I'm going to receive seven points. For, so what his finishing position is is how many points you receive, and it's like golf; you want the lowest score. So if you win the race, you get zero points. The only second place is, is two. If you get first place, if you win, you don't get one point. You get zero. Right, you get a zero for a win. Second place is two points. So there is never a one point, um, and that goes on for the whole season. And we've got 26 people in our fantasy league. Uh, let's see. Was there any other rules, really, that I needed to talk about with that? It's pretty simple. Really. It's pretty it's cut pretty and dry. Simple. But only... Oh, the one thing. You can only pick a number twice Each for the whole year. Each number you can only use twice. Yeah. That's regular season and chase. Yes. So once you've picked a driver twice, you can't pick him anymore. Um, but that's and pretty you, much the and rules. And you have to turn your pick in before qualification or yes. you get auto-drawn. Thursday at 7 p.m. is when the picks are drawn. So this podcast is going to go up... On Thursday at seven, so we can, we're going to be able to talk freely about what our picks are here, and nobody's going to know about it until after we've picked. You picked. I took Eric Jones, number forty-three. Okay, Chevrolet. So Justin has Eric Jones at Atlanta, and I'm going to throw everybody for a curve. I originally was going to pick Blaney, but I called an audible last week, and I took Blaney at Phoenix, and I'm glad I did. He got second. Um. So this week I don't want to use Blaney because then that'll burn me. That that'll burn no, him out can't for use the whole him year. So I thought I'm going to pick Byron. Byron's he's on a hot streak. He won this race last year, but his crew chief just got suspended. So I don't know if I want to take him. Plus Byron and Bowman burn me every time. Every I, he's that's your why I don't. He is my kryptonite <laughs> because every time. I have picked them. Either one of them, Byron or Bowman, they screw me. Well, I was just... It could be I, the best track, and they always finish 32nd you know, if I pick them. Right. I took I took uh, Eric Jones, like I said, and I was just glad that when these penalties and bullshit came out today, that that's one of the Chevys that didn't get smoked. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? Didn't. So, And I think he finished fourth there last year. And, and you can't really go by statistics on this race, because right. last, year, last year was the first year that this track got ran under the way they revamped this track you know it's a lot faster track you got new cars new right. track everything so, is out the window for right. past you, results you can't really go off statistics right so so you, what i am gonna pick i'm gonna tell you my pick right now and you're not gonna believe this it's another one of those chevys that didn't get nailed i can bet you i know who do you think i'm gonna pick suarez nope nope you go. i'm gonna take the seven car of Corey lajoy I like I I always use Corey LaJoy. I like to use him at Talladega and Daytona. He does good on the speedways, yeah, the super he's speedways. Fast. He's fast. He was right there in it at the fall race last year in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, now I usually I usually don't like seeing Corey LaJoy because every time there's a wreck on the track, he's in it. and they're showing that replay. <laughs> you always see Corey LaJoy's car in there somewhere, yeah. <laughs> whether he's diving to the inside to get around it or somebody just bumped off of his car or he bumped into somebody whatever quarter of the choice usually right in the middle of it so yeah. he's going to give me a heart attack at atlanta i know that but 
Yeah, I think Corey, it's a good pick if you're listening, I know he is. I know he's listening because he's a good friend of the right. show. He called a good me friend earlier. of the show. Yeah. He was at Bill Francis' house. He, he told mm-hmm. me that they was going right. to. Right. Right. He told me he talked to you. Yeah. Right. So to I'm going to take Corey, and I've got my money on you, Corey, this week. So if you're listening, you need to go ahead and just get that breakout win and get it out, get it off your back. But let's get back to this uh, fantasy league. I'm going to tell you something I'm pretty impressed with on this fantasy league, Chad, mm-hmm. is uh, how well your wife, Jess, is doing. <laughs> she's doing good, isn't she? <laughs> she's been watching me for the past two years, and she's learned how not to do it. <laughs> she's she's smoking my ass. She's in the top half. Yeah, yeah. We have she, 26 people, and she's, she's sitting in 11th. Yeah, 26 oh, yeah, she's, people, and she's in 11th. She's kicking the tar out of me. So, I mean, whatever she's doing, she's doing it right. And she she's one on good doing. race away from getting into the... Being just outside the top five. Right, right. And one bad race for everybody else. Yeah, and for those of you listening, we're looking at a dry erase board with the names and the standings of all these people. There's 26 people in our league, and after Phoenix, Phoenix really bunched everybody up. Um, So who, who, you know, I I just, you know, stand-out-wise, I think Jess has impressed me more this year is her first year in our fantasy league. Yeah, she's got the rookie stripe on her back R- bumper. Right, she does. So and she's doing good. Yep. Uh, but you know, she starts getting in lap traffic, and she get done pretty easy. She, yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, who, from your standpoint, who you've been impressed with in our fantasy league this well, year? Well, I'm going to give a couple of shout outs here. Number one, I'm going to give a shout out to Scott. What? Of, of all people? Of all people. Our HR department. Scotty is the head of our HR department. And he is winning our hey, standings and Scott, right now. Let me, let me go back. Scott okay. deserves that shout out. You're going to paint the picture? I'm surprised Chad's giving it to him because them, <laughs> them two go at it so much and so hard. He just texted me just a minute ago and I haven't read it yet. Um, but mean, yes, we go at it. We just look for a reason to give each other a hard time. and And normally, Scott being at the top of these standings, he would be lighting my phone up, just rubbing it in, calling me all kinds of loser, you know. But he hasn't. He hasn't this year. Well, I think he knows. I think he knows maybe I'm going to call on, him out. Maybe, he, maybe he's on to something like, I haven't busted his nuts too bad. And it's so, working for and him? And it's working for yeah, him. So Karma's just... not kicking him in the butt right now. Right. Well, don't get used to it, Scotty, because I'm coming. Or maybe, maybe Steph's making him walk the line, too. We don't know. That's, well, that's... <laughs> very good very good chance of that yes i i can see that poor steph she's <laughs> she's got an uphill battle she's there she's got her hands full doesn't she i'm sitting in 18th place scott is winning this thing and justin you are now 22nd you fell four spots from last week i went up two spots um and i've got mo fat right here he's he picked the winner last week of uh <laughs> william byron he was the only person to pick the winner and because of that, and it bunched everybody up, he moved up eight spots. So, good job to MoFat. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on something else too. Yeah, Moffat Moffat's done pretty good. He he, he got, he got pretty, he's a rookie this year. He's a rookie also. No, yeah. he wasn't in it last yeah. year, was he? Jeff Moffat, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, you said his full name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was Jeff M last year. Yeah, Jeff okay. M last well, year. Well, he's he's Moffat this time. So yeah, or as you say, MoFat. MoFat. I call him yeah. MoFat. So. Somebody else, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to this guy. Not only Jess, but is Hunter. And you're I, you're, you're calling out Hunter. For, you're you're giving him props. 
I am. Okay. Because I'll tell you, I, I mean, I've known Hunter for a while now. Okay. okay. And he didn't watch NASCAR for years. He got he got back into it last year because you had he, to tell me that, didn't you? Right. But <laughs> okay. But I, I'd be I wouldn't be giving him a shout out. Hunter's in second place right now. I'm going to give he's, a shout out to Hunter too. He's nine points behind Scott, our leader, and Hunter pretty much stayed at the top of the stop of the at top of the board last we year. We couldn't catch him all year long. Couldn't catch through him. the chase through the regular season. I mean, he this, picked Eric Jones at Darlington. Right. Yeah. Who, Who does, does that? that? Right. Who does that? <laughs> Hunter. Uh, Hunter so, did. So this, I don't. I'm not looking at this like a fluke. I mean. Either Hunter's got some kind of He's godly got, luck on his side. He has the sports or, almanac from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, okay. I, I look at Hunter. So him and he's Biff a Biff Tannen yeah. to me. I don't. I've never met Hunter. Just for those of you listening, he's I've good, never dude. met Hunter. I'm he's, sure he is. I'm sure trash, everybody. He's a trash this. talker though, and that's I love. That I like about that. Him. I, he's going to get along just great with us. He's a U of L fan. Hey, I could. I I'm could, even okay. All right, we're, could, we're suffering together. Right. So. Thank you, Hunter, for staying a L fan, because I am too. Uh, we need all of them we can get right now. But I'm going to talk about Hunter, too, because last year, like you said, you just painted the picture. Hunter was at the top of the list. We yeah. couldn't, Nobody we couldn't could catch, catch him. him. And he was using pretty good picks every week. I'm thinking, okay, he's got to run out of them at some time. Even when he picks Eric Jones at Darlington, I'm thinking, all right, we got him this yeah, week. And then he picks week. the winner. Right. So he has to have a sports almanac somewhere. And that is my goal. I'm not. My goal is not to catch Scott. Scott's going to fall from the top. It's just a matter of when. I'm sorry to tell you that, Scott, but you're you're going to fall from from the top. I wish you luck, but you know, so, me being me, I kind of I'm going to pass you. Um, but Hunter, my goal is to pass Hunter because the championship goes through Hunter. He won it last year with crazy, ridiculous picks. Yeah, and they were coming through for him, and he's right back in the I same boat this year. I remember last year he got a nineteen, one week he got a nineteen, and and at work he was he was almost like, how do I recoup from this? I'm like a nineteen. Nineteen. I got... <laughs> if that's your bad day, you're right. doing all right. You know, then that's a, that's true. You know, because I think like... there was four races in a row. I got like a thirty four, thirty two, thirty five. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was just going numerically there for a minute. Yeah, I was. I was. I was pretty much doing like Paul is this year. Right, Paul's. Paul's I don't. Poor that, Paul. Paul. Paul's been in this NASCAR league longer than I have been. You know, there was he ain't there, figured it out yet. Right. Well, or maybe I mean, he's got a good strategy. I don't. I don't really think it's that. I think it's more. Of, you know, he's a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. You know, I got you. He, I got he's you. a big that Cowboys that, fan. Tells, that paints a picture right, right. there. Right. So I mean, that says more than it doesn't. And for those of you listening, Paul's in last place. He's the only person with over 100 points. He's got 102 points right now, and the next place above him has 84. So he's he's always got an uphill battle every time I've seen Paul's name there. But let's see who else we got. I definitely wanted to touch on Hunter, so we talk about Hunter. I'm not going to touch on Hunter. Don't, right. just, don't, well, he's don't get crazy. Fan. He probably let you. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I want to talk about this Donovan guy. He was talking some smack on the group text a couple of weeks ago, saying how we was soft and all that stuff. And then, what do you know, karma hits, and he dropped, I think he dropped 15 spots last week. Yeah. yeah and he then, took a hard hit. Yeah. And then he moved up one spot Like a Chevy. Week. Like a rock. Yeah. 
Angel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm. We both picked Chevys for Atlanta, so yep. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I anyway, this Donovan cat, he's uh, he's quiet when he's when he's losing. I've noticed that he's not so he quiet. Ain't, he ain't saying a whole lot when right he's, now. When he's ahead he's, of you. He ain't saying a whole lot when he's up there in the top. I will give him credit. He has found the quickest way to the bottom. Yeah. But I like that. I appreciate <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like I like the trash talking and the controversy. I'm all for it. It makes, and, it, makes it fun. Right. I mean, it gives us something to do on yeah. a Tuesday and Wednesday night. We, right. We'll just sit around and house. smack talk each other. Right. So. But, uh, yeah, MoFat did pretty good. Jess is, she's just been steadily moving up. Yep. I mean. She's like I don't Harvick know who she's week. picking. She's like a what? She's like Harvick was last week. He just yeah, she's, she's just being patient. She's making her way up one, two, three points at a time. Yeah, she gives me that side eye really every time. I'm like, who's my driver gonna be? And she's like, it don't matter. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up. <laughs> no, uh, you know, there's there's been some people that was up there. You know, this time last year, Jason H. Brian. Jason H. Brian. Jason H. Yeah. Brian, yeah. They were both up in the top, you know, I'm going to say the top 10 about most of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this well, year, I mean, everybody's starting off it's, with a little bit. And plus, it's early. And yeah. what a lot of people see is this time of year, especially as bunched up as we are, one good race, you're going to jump 10 or 15 spots. And that's just or ridiculous. Or one bad race. Or one bad race. Right. Scotty. Hunter. Well, and Daytona is the first race of the year, so you, and it's a coin flip, right? You, you don't want to you don't want to take some super stud and or that's some people's strategy. I don't want to burn a stud and get him get caught in the big one, you know, or right, or you know, I don't want to take some slack either. It's, his team don't have the right amount of money for the parts we need. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's, I think we're we're gonna see a lot more. We're gonna see a lot of. Uh, shifting oh yeah i think atlanta is going to shuffle it up it's going to be definitely i mean you i mean you got atlanta then you got coda right behind it a road course and and then you got three short tracks right and then talladega one of of the three on dirt yeah so i mean we've got a lot of races coming up that's really gonna shake it up yep so good luck to everybody all you fantasy players that are listening you know keep uh good luck yeah check your rearview mirror because i'm coming yep (laughs) <laughs> and if you if you need any uh, need any advice on who to pick, you can Ask call Jess. our well, or <laughs> call our HR department. Yeah, he'll tell you exactly who to take. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me. No, don't call me. Definitely don't call me. I'm in 22nd. I'm 26 right now, so don't call me. I'm always in trouble with the HR department. But they he, yeah, we've got a pretty good HR department. He keeps everybody in line. Yeah. But. <clears throat> Uh, you know, sp- speaking of keeping in line, I would have thought Tony would have kept his son-in-law, which is Donovan, in line. You know what I'm saying? Going yeah, going into this fantasy league, Tony's Tony's a, you know, Tony's a. He didn't a, teach him anything because Tony's sitting fourth and Donovan's sitting twentieth. Right. But is he telling him stuff and misguiding him as a father-in-law? I, I would. mean, Tony's a UK fan too. Well, that tells me a lot. Right. Tells me a whole lot. So I mean, you know, is is he doing this, or is Donovan going out on his own, not listening to his dad-in-law? You know, I mean, well, Donovan might be listening to his wife. The way it looks, the fast he's dropping. I mean, 
Yeah, it could be. Or maybe he needs to start asking his wife. Who to I'd pick. say that's probably the case because I tell you what, <laughs> Jess is doing a lot better than I am, and I know Earl is always because I work with Earl. Yeah. So I, he is I, telling I, me all the time. His wife picked this person, and he picked this other person, and his wife I've picks seen, better than him. I've all seen the time. some of these messages where Earl and Brian and uh, who's the other one? Uh, maybe. Is there Jerry? Jerry mm-hmm. that comments on Earl mm-hmm. asking his wife who to take because, you know. <laughs> well, I would have to say between Earl and his wife, his wife is the smarter of the two. Um, I've never if you've met ne- Earl. Well, you're going to meet Earl pretty soon. Earl was supposed to be here tonight, but uh, he, something came up. He had to work late or something. He couldn't make it. He, I'm sure he'll be here in the future. Yeah, I remember you saying they, they worked him too hard or something. Yeah, today. yeah they, they worked him like a dog today, he said. He's... He's too old to handle that anymore like he used to could. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're married and your wife halfway keeps up with NASCAR, just listen to her picks. Because for me and Earl, that would probably be best. I'm going to start asking Lisa because what I'm doing ain't working. I'm yeah. just going to yeah, say, I'm just going to tell her which number you like better. This one or which this car one. is prettier. Right. <laughs> Which one's got the best paint job, honey? <laughs> so that's that's going to be my new strategy. I don't blame you. I don't blame you a bit. But I wonder if that ain't what Steph's doing with Scott. It could be. He's just not telling us. Right. But then Steph's a Dallas Cowboys fan too, so it well, might not be. That, yeah. But Scott is too. No, no, Scott's a Colts fan. I mean, he's got that going for him. What's the Colts stand for? I learned this a long time ago. Stands for America. Colts. Stands for America. Colts Dad. stand for count on losing this Sunday. <laughs> that's what Colts stand for, and that's my local team. But well, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, not really. I don't really follow. I'm more of a Peyton Manning fan than I yeah, am I, Indianapolis Colts. I love fan. Peyton Manning. Just like I'm more of a Bobby Knight fan than I am an IU fan. Yeah, I give you that. So, I like Bobby Knight. Don't like oh. IU at all. But yeah. All right, so, folks. Well, I think yeah. we've touched on everything we're going to touch on this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back after Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We'll talk night. about Atlanta, see what news and... See what comes out of this. And I'm sure maybe in the next few days and probably all the way up till the pre-race, we'll hear more about the Hendrick issue with the penalties and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he is. So, uh, they are appealing that. Yeah. So the appeal is underway. We don't know what that's going to happen with that. But uh, I don't. I haven't heard about Hamlin appealing his... Although he probably should. He can't. I mean, he said it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. Why waste the money? Right. So. Um, yeah, I think we got a next next few races are, are going to be interesting. Get, yeah, it's going to get really Atlanta, interesting. Atlanta, fantasy-wise. Richmond, yeah, fantasy-wise it will be. I mean, I think the race itself in Atlanta is going to be pretty interesting. Coda won't be as interesting as Atlanta, but right. I've already got my pick for Coda. Yeah. So I just, I'll tell you that next week, but. All right, folks. Well, we appreciate you listening again. And, you know, if you uh, tune in every week, wherever you find your podcast at, just on all platforms, we're here Spotify, Google, Apple, all that. We're here. Look for us. Tell your friends. Um, We've, like I said, we've pretty much touched on everything we're going to this week. Uh, We went a little bit longer than normal, but we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. We're sorry we missed last week. Yeah. Life happens sometimes, but it's going to happen from time to time. But we're back. We'll be back next week, and we will talk to you then. Right in the face. Go, go Corey LaJoy. <laughs>